0: Hi, everybody, and welcome again to another Blessed Winds Bible Message podcast and YouTube. I want to thank all of you that have listened over the last couple of weeks. And uh, I just want to thank the Lord for, for making this happen. And Lord, I'm, I'm praying that it's reaching the person that you want it to reach. And that's the whole goal of this uh, podcast is so that your word makes it to the one that needs to hear it, Lord. I've been hearing testimonies from several people that it is hitting people, and and this is helping them, Lord. And I just thank you for that. I want to make a quick statement regarding the podcast two weeks ago, and I wanted to point out, when I was talking about judgment, I was talking about people being self-righteous. Christians cannot be self-righteous. We cannot be judgmental. So please, if you are listening to that one after this one, and it's the Age of Accountability, please, by all means, Understand that uh, I used a broad paintbrush when I said judge. Absolutely, Christians must use judgment and discernment to make all the decisions they need to make in their lives. However, we can't be judgmental. We can't be self-righteous. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to make that correction. I've told you guys at the very beginning, I don't know where the Lord is going to take this podcast. The Holy Spirit is guiding it. The Holy Spirit guided somebody into my house today to record. It is a friend of mine from church. We were talking about prayer on Sunday, and we've talked about prayer several times. When the podcast first came out, I knew she was going to end up being a part of this podcast, and so did she. Without any further ado, let's talk about prayers. And, you know, first thing I'd like her to do, tell me one time that you had a prayer that was answered, and what was it?
1: I've had many prayers answered from big to small. But one time my friend locked her keys out of her car once and she called me over and she spent all day the day before trying to break in and trying to get them out. And I went over there and I spent about 20 minutes and I could not get that piece, that little stick to hit that button just right. It kept slipping off. And I looked at her. I said, all right, I got something else we're going to try. And I told her, we're going to pray on this. And we're going to ask and command that. This unlocks and I'll tell you, as soon as we as soon as we got done with that prayer, it opened. It made contact and it hit the button and I just looked at her and I just started praising the Lord and so did she.
0: Amen. 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 It, it so wait a minute. Well, I just want to get this straight in my head. You prayed to unlock a door in a car. Mm-hmm. Can we pray for stuff like that?
1: Well, absolutely.
0: What can we pray for? Help me understand what exactly we can pray for.
1: Well, we can pray for really anything as long as it aligns with God's will and it aligns with his word and we speak it in with faith. As long as we believe what we're praying for.
0: Amen. Amen to that. John fifteen seven says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, again, that's within God's will because God is not a genie. He's not a genie in a bottle that we say, hey, I want to be a gazillionaire. It doesn't work that way. It needs to be in line with his will. If, if the Lord wants you to be a gazillionaire, he'll make you a gazillionaire. But there's a reason why he made you a gazillionaire. There was some lesson that he was trying to teach you or teach somebody else. We can pray for anything. There's really no such things as, as stuff that's off limits. We can't really pray to change other people because they have free will. They need to change themselves. We can't really pray to harm other people because that's not aligned with God's will. So the closer you get with God, the closer you get to the word of God, the easier it is to stay within the will of God, because that means you've developed a relationship with God, and you have an understanding of the Bible and the word of God, and so you have an idea of what his will is. The closer you get to God, the less you want the things that aren't in line with the will of God, wouldn't you say?
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: How do we have the authority to pray for all these things. Other than John 15, 7, what gave us the authority to pray in these ways?
1: Luke 9, 1 says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases.
0: Well, that was his 12 disciples. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power." of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But that was the seventy. what makes us disciples?
1: Matthew twenty eight, sixteen says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority, that's all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age.
0: It said 11 disciples. This is after the crucifixion. This is after Jesus uh, died, was buried, and rose again. Amen. And this was right before he ascended into heaven. And when he ascended into heaven to be with the Father, there was 11 because Judas was was not there any longer. But when he was speaking in Matthew 28, 16 through 20, he was commenting that he's sending to make disciples of all the nations. So in Luke 9, 1, he had 12 disciples. Then he sent out 70 more disciples. And now he's making disciples of the nations. And in those cases, he gave them authority to do things prior to. He also indicated in John fourteen twelve through 13, Verily I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So when you, when you pray for those, uh, the door to open, when you you, you prayed in Jesus' name because it's not us. Right. We do not make miracles happen. We do not move mountains. We do not cast trees into the ocean. What we do is through the power that Jesus gave us. And we have to give Him the glory. We need to declare Jesus' name. Luke 9:49. Master, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he was not one of us. Verse 50 says, Do not stop him, Jesus said, for whoever is not against you is for you. There was somebody else casting out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. Wasn't one of the disciples. I just found that interesting. I'm throwing that out there. That just shows that there is so much power in the name of Jesus that demons will flee. And I believe there's another Bible verse that even says that. We need to remember that Jesus needs to get the glory for what we do. Sharing our testimonies are just so important. Jesus has to get the glory for the answered prayers. And we have to pray in faith. I can tell you, over the course of several years who answered prayers, my faith has grown immensely. And I know in talking to my friend, her faith has grown immensely. I watched somebody come into a prayer meeting that was on a cane, that was healed and did not need the cane again. They did not walk with the cane. I haven't seen that person with the cane since. Just amazing. Just simply amazing. My friend was there. What did you think that night?
1: I thought it was a miracle. I seen it. I witnessed. I mean, I, I knew this person prior to and how long they had been walking with this cane and to watch them walk out without one and not yet to use one again. And not just that, but watching this person who has been on so many pain medications throughout from what I can remember, for the past probably twenty years, to be literally healed from her pain, to be able to not have to have those anymore,
0: and just, not to have withdrawal—just simply a miracle. Absolutely, simply a miracle. And and see, that's where sometimes we don't see the miracles that happen. We we see the big miracles that happen: the door that unlocks, the person that's walking without a cane. Those are big miracles. But sometimes we don't notice the little miracles that happen every day. The things that people write off as coincidence. There really isn't a coincidence. All of our steps are aligned through God. And we just have to have faith. Luke seventeen six says, he replied, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Mark 11:23 says, Truly I tell you, if anybody says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes that they will say it will happen, it will be done for them.
1: Well, in Hebrews 11:1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, I truly believe that when we pray in faith and truly believe what we are praying for will come to pass.
0: Amen. And praying in faith is really important because we got to understand that God wants us to have faith. When he was talking about the, the faith as small as a mustard seed, you'll be able to throw this, this tree into the ocean. Jesus talked a lot and taught in parables. Was he talking about a figurative mountain? This figurative mountain in this woman's life of walking with the cane?
1: He was talking about considering a mountain, but maybe something that stands in your way, something that stops us from moving forward. Amen. And we have the power to cast those mountains aside through the authority of Jesus' name.
0: Amen. And the faith as small as a mustard seed... You'll be able to uproot a tree and cast it into the sea. Again, it's getting rid of obstacles. It's removing the insurmountable. It's removing what we perceive as impossible. I've talked to so many people over the years, and I've had this problem. I've looked at things and said, that's impossible. It's never going to happen. Just never going to happen. One example of that was I had the church over for a... Uh, Bible study one evening and there's a piece of property next to our piece of property that we've been wanting to buy I mentioned it and we prayed that night that that property would become ours now here's the back story this is a piece of property owned by a construction company and they wanted to sell it with a house on it they wanted $350,000 for this piece of property we wanted to buy the land and give them the fair land value and maybe a little bit more in order to get them the bud. but we wanted to buy the land. They would not sell us the land without the house because they wanted to the profit, right. which I completely get. I understand in business they're trying to make money. I chalked it up at that point in time as impossibility. This wasn't happening. We've tried multiple times. We made multiple phone calls. It didn't work. We prayed that night. And with the authority that God gave us in John 14, 12, and 13, if we prayed for it and it was in line with God's will, that property would become ours. And we made another offer. And that offer was accepted within 15 minutes of them opening the offer. And it was at fair market value. We didn't inflate our numbers. Although my faith was thin, After the church prayed for it, their faith, my wife's faith, my faith grew. And I knew that was going to be our piece of property. Now I know you're going to say, okay, getting a piece of property is in line with God's will. Absolutely it is in line with God's will because I was to share that testimony with you today. Because sharing testimony and giving God the glory for us getting that piece of property, that's what it's all about. God wanted you, whoever was listening, to hear that today so that you knew how important it was to have faith, even when it was the size of a mustard seed. But we got to give the testimony. It's very important for us. First Peter 3.15 and 16 says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as the Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anybody who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And I have hope. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. I needed to give this testimony. I needed to give you hope that whatever feels insurmountable right now to you isn't if you pray. If you've given yourself to Jesus Christ, he will answer your prayers if it's in his will. And in order for you to really know what's aligned with his will, you have to pray and get in the word. Amen.
1: I just wanted to share too, when you share your testimony, it not only builds your faith, but you're also helping somebody else with their faith. When they see and hear and listen to prayers being answered, and maybe strong believers, non-believers, or in the middle, they're still unsure, that faith can grow in them.
0: This is a group effort.
1: It's about building the kingdom.
0: Amen. Building the kingdom. Great, great words. Great words. That's exactly it. One Chronicles sixteen eight says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make it known to the nations what he has done. We gotta let everybody know what he has done.
1: Amen. Two Timothy one seven through eight. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God.
0: I just want you to keep in mind that the last part of this, where it's talking about being a prisoner, this was uh, the letter from Paul to Timothy when Paul was in a Roman prison. So we have to share the glory of God. All of this is in the glory of God. I just want to point out what happened in a Monday night football game. And we need to give the appropriate glory to God at what happened with that football player that entire stadium it was amazing turned into a prayer meeting
1: but it didn't stop there it spread you had news anchor that stopped and prayed for this young man you had the next football game you had players around joining together kneeling on on the field in prayer it sparked something because somebody they witnessed what prayer could do
0: amen amen and they were praying in god's name and god moved and provided a miracle in front of everybody amen everybody saw that miracle that night now i know you're going to talk to doctors and you're going to say well it was uh, this cardiac event that occurs when you're struck in the chest and, and so on and so on. and they're going to give you a great scientific explanation for what happened but Let's look at it very simply. A man got hit. A man stopped breathing. A man's heart stopped working. A man was revived after an entire nation prayed for him. A stadium, people in their houses prayed for him. He's making a full recovery. Full recovery. Amen. Fully restored. By the power of Jesus Christ and the power of prayer. Amen. I know some people are going to say, "Well, I've prayed and my prayers weren't answered." I was praying the other day, and uh, I had a sick loved one, or I was sick, and I remained sick. And I understand, but we need to we need to also understand that when we're praying for healing, sometimes there's a the miraculous healing, and sometimes there's healing over time. Mm-hmm. The Lord said, You're going to be healed. He didn't say that it was going to be like that. But some people, it is just like that. We need to understand that sometimes it's not God's will. Isaiah 55 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord.
1: Proverbs 3 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding.
0: That's one of my favorites. Yes. That one keeps me going a lot because I sit back and I go, I don't understand what's going on here. I don't understand why my prayer is is not being answered. I need to not lean on my own understanding. Once you give whatever the problem is to God, it's amazing the weight that's lifted off your chest because... These problems lead to worry. And there's plenty of worry. And there's a Bible verse that goes along with that. Plenty of worry for tomorrow. We don't have to add a worry on to today. We also need to be patient. This is in God's time, not our time. Psalm 41, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. Waited patiently. I recall a time that my wife explained to me that she had to be patient. And it was with my salvation. Because I have free will. She was praying for my salvation repeatedly over and over and over again over years. I'd always been close to God. And I'd always received God. In fact, I had said when I was a kid, I received God. and I. But really, as an adult, I really drew close to God. And she got what she wanted finally through God and through her pr- prayers, through people that interceded for me. That came into my life. Because sometimes when we have to pray for people, for them to come and do things, we have to pray for intercessors to help them do it.
1: Amen. And sometimes that's how prayers are answered, is because God will send others to answer your prayers. Amen. And sometimes we may not see those prayers being answered until later down the road.
0: That is 100% correct. Again, it's all in God's time. Amen. We just sometimes need to ask, God, why? Mm -hmm. And it's okay to ask God why. In James, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. God will give you wisdom to what is missing. Maybe you haven't forgiven somebody.
1: That's an important thing. We need to always find a way. We are not forgiving others And how can God forgive us?
0: Amen. We might have unforgiveness in our heart. We might have doubt. We might not have the faith. We might need more people to help us. We may need the faith of many. We may need to go to church and ask people to pray for our problem.
1: Where two or more are gathered, there will he be.
0: Amen. He will be right there with you. Amen. So I hope we helped you today in understanding prayers and understanding why you need to share your testimonies with others. It is so important. I thank my friend for coming and being a part. I always enjoy our conversations about prayer and faith.
1: I do as well, and I I thank you for inviting me here today to just share, because I, I believe too, you get to sharpen your sword and feedback from each other and again you build your faith by sharing the word with others as well and just speaking and talking about the lord and sharing it with others is just a blessing in itself
0: amen amen iron sharpens iron yes amen Amen.
1: i would like to share another testimony before we go if you don't mind
0: i don't mind at all that's fantastic
1: um well a couple wednesdays ago well let's Rewind here I've had my house up for sale for a few months and we're in the process of having a sell and it we've gotten so much traffic in and out of this place and we've had a few offers that were they were very low compared to what we were hoping and asking for so we've had to turn those down but uh we came in the prayer meeting and you all stood around and I didn't even have to ask for prayer. You all already knew I needed it. The Holy Spirit already led you guys to say, hey, somebody, something's wrong. We need to be praying on her. And,
0: and you know who else knew what you needed? God knew exactly, exactly. what you needed.
1: Exactly. I didn't even know I needed it. Well, when you all prayed for me that night, as soon as I left and I pulled into my driveway, I got the call saying that I got an offer for the house
0: for full list price. Oh, amen. That's fantastic that they came back with full list price. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. And I'm so happy that the Lord granted the prayers that we all came together yes, and prayed. And, and again, that point that I made, he knows what you need when you're going to ask. Mm-hmm. So if you don't really know how to ask for it, just start talking. He'll answer.
1: He Amen. knows
0: what you need. Amen. Oh, that's just amazing. Thank you so much for that. Lord, give us the power to share our testimonies with others. Give us the boldness to be able to share with others. Lord, if I've been waiting for a prayer that you have not answered yet, Lord, grant me the wisdom to understand why. Grant me the next steps I need to take in your great plan. Lord, thank you for all the gifts that you've given us. I am so gracious for the answered prayers that you've given us all along. And, Lord, I've looked back at some of the unanswered prayers, and I thank you so much for not answering those prayers, Lord, the ones that were not in your will. Because, Lord, I know you have the best plan for me. And, Lord, I thank you for everything that you've given me. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen.
0: Well, everybody, thanks again for listening to another Blessed Wounds Bible message. Remember, you can hear this wherever your podcasts are located, or you can go to YouTube and make sure when you're done, you hit like and subscribe and have a blessed two weeks. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.